All right. Welcome back to episode four of El Podcast. Let's get this mic in my face so it'll sound a little bit better. Um, well, so a couple of things have happened. Uh, first of all, episode four was actually supposed to be another fight commentary <laughs> because we watched the rest of the glory fights yesterday, Dennis and I, and we did record a great episode. And then my computer decided to destroy it. So that episode is gone and I'm redoing it. I'm redoing the episode now. <laughs> now, the interesting thing is that the episode three that I recorded, um, I recorded, I tried to record it three times and it, it nothing got saved. And the, the fourth time when I recorded it, I immediately exported the audio because I at least wanted to have that. And then the program crashed again and I lost the video for it anyway. So what I'm doing now is I've, I've, I've reworked my system so that I'm no longer just using um, the ScreenFlow system for uh, the audio and video, but rather I'm using separate GoPro cameras for the video so I'm not taking up bandwidth and computer CPU processing power for that. And I'm just recording the audio into GarageBand. So we're going to see how it all comes together. What we might have to do for the first little bit until I can get good cameras that will work well for it is um, just do the audio and have a picture. Uh, and maybe if the GoPros actually work, I don't know if they're going to, but we'll see if they actually work, if the, if the video quality is going to be good enough. Then I might use them for um, for part of it, but we'll see. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. So anyway, um, what I want to talk about today in today's podcast, I've, I actually was watching, uh, there's a video that came up on my YouTube feed this morning. It's funny, I wake up to the YouTube like suggested videos. And so today, uh, today I was watching, and it was one, again, it was Joe Rogan. I'm a huge fan of Joe Rogan. And he's talking about eating healthy. And he actually had a very interesting, he was talking about interesting stuff. I'm going to eat these peanuts. This, by the way, Joe, if you, I don't, you're never going to see this, but if you ever do, these peanuts are in honor of the episode that I watched today. But he was talking with um, John Papa, who's a brilliant comedian. Love John Papa. Uh, I think this episode, this is, from a, a podcast episode that he aired like a year ago or something. But he's talking about eating healthy and about how um, when you're a vegan or vegetarian, a lot of times the amino acid profile isn't complete in the plants that you eat. So like in spinach or in other ways that you eat your protein. And so it can really mess with you and you don't have as much energy and you just feel tired all the time and stuff. Joe said, he's, he's on... He's on a what they a ketogenic diet, I think is what they call it, but essentially it's just protein and fat. Um, and it's very interesting the way that he 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 approached you know what I mean. Diet and nutrition and fitness has always been interesting to me because you have these um, you you have different people that are that are um, using different types of diets and they're having different results, and um, and you find there's a lot of uh, just, there's just a lot to the conversation of nutrition and health. I think there's more to it than most of us think. I know it's definitely more to it than I think, than I thought. Um, so I think maybe today what I'll do is I'll go through and tell the story of my physical transformation. Last ep episode three was me telling you about my emotional and spiritual transformation. And as if you guys care. But I think the, the interesting thing about the, the physical transformation is that um, it's been fairly significant. And if you see the picture, the before and after pictures, it's it's a 
in the in the course of a year, I drastically changed the way that I look, and it was a it was a kind of thing where I was old enough to where I kind of had 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 conceded defeat and figured, oh well, you know, it's over for me. I'm going to be stuck as a fat guy for the rest of my life because I was thirty almost, and I was like, well, you know, you can't really come back from this, but I did, and I actually am in better shape now than I ever have been in my life. Stronger than I've ever been. I look better. I feel better. And, uh, oops. The way I got there is, um, I think going to be a little surprising to people. Um, so, so let's just back up for a second. So, first of all, uh, I was in, I was in good shape in high school. Um, played volleyball. I was very active. Um, didn't do a whole lot of, I mean, I was, I, 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 I like to, I ran quite a bit in high school. I played volleyball. Um, and, and I, I didn't, I didn't overeat as much, you know, I, when you're, especially if you're young, you have a good metabolism, you can do it or kind of whatever you want. But I was, I was pretty active. Um, went on my mission and still was very active and, and I gained a little bit of weight on my mission, but not that much. But then, um, the last probably five years of my life, probably from about 25 until now, uh, my, I let my circumstances sort of dictate my health level. So I was working at a, at a, at a job where I was traveling quite a bit. And, um, the work that I did was on the computer, on the internet. So I was sitting a lot. Um, and when you work in that type of environment, you're sitting a lot, we would go out to eat quite a bit. We'd, we'd order in food for lunch and I would sort of sit and snack on diet, Dr. Pepper and, um, red vines. So I, as you can probably imagine, I ballooned up and I was probably I think at my heaviest, I was at like 235, 240. I think that's, that's, that was the heaviest I was at. And once I got to that point, I was like, eh, I don't like this. <laughs> this is not me. I don't, I don't like being this heavy. I want to, I want to, you know, turn this ship around. I want to, I want to change this. So, um, so I made a, I actually made a, um, a bet or a, a deal with one of my coworkers. We, it was a biggest loser challenge. And we decided, okay, whoever, loses the most weight in the next six months of the two of us wins then the person had to like buy him something that they wanted or something I I, I told him I'd buy him some, I can't remember what it was but it was something ridiculous and um, so off we went so I you know I started running and started doing some um, some weightlifting and started cycling um, and was trying to to be more healthy and trying to to uh, to drive, you know, being more healthy and doing that kind of thing. And I lost probably 10, 10 maybe 10 pounds, 15 pounds. <clears throat> Let's see. 15 pounds, yeah, something like that. And got down to, you know, 215 or something. Uh, just from cycling and from just trying to eat better, eat a little bit better and not, not do as much. But I was still like, I mean, most of my, my day basically consisted of, <coughs> excuse me. My day basically consisted of me, um, cause I worked from home. I wasn't traveling quite as much, but my work from home. And so it consisted of me waking up, going onto my living room couch, turning on my laptop and doing a little bit of work, eating something, usually not very healthy. And then doing a little bit more work and then going across the street to Regent's Pizzeria and having some amazing New York and Chicago style pizza for lunch. 
or like a sub sandwich or like something that was right there close. Then coming home, doing a little bit more work, and then around 4.35, stopping work, turning on Netflix, and then watching Netflix for the rest of the night. That was pretty much my life. The most exercise that I got was every once in a while I'd ride my bike, but that had after the century that I did it, I didn't do that much anymore. Um, mo- most of the exercise that I did was was playing frisbee with Mia with the dogs, and so that was oh, I was just unhealthy, just in a bad spot. Right about that time is when I discovered, uh, or not discovered, but when I decided to go and check out the boxing club, which was I'd known about it for a, a year and a half, but just didn't go for whatever reason. And so uh, finally I decided, you know, I'm going to go in. I'm going to check it out. I'm going to do the boxing club. So I went in, signed up, and uh, and I loved it. And I just started going and going and going. And um, just loved every minute of it. Now, um, let's see. The interesting thing, let's see if I can change this. Nope. Uh, oh, here we go. Um, the interesting thing about it was, um, from that, I, I have a, I actually have a, uh, uh, like a, an app that I was using where I was tracking my, my, uh, in fact, maybe I'll throw a picture up. Let's see if I can find a picture of it. Let's see. Withings. You can see. Uh, it's graphically represented. You can see my weight as it leads up to when I started Muay Thai, and you can see it just drop off. Um, and uh, and it just it, con- it continues to drop, and it kind of leveled out around. I think it leveled out around one ninety, I think, and then it then it dropped off again. So let's go. I want to pull this up so I can actually see it when I tell you about this. So wait, but I want to see. Let's see if I can get this thing to show. Interesting. Well, anyway, this is weird. Oh, here we go. I think this is going to show it to me. Oh, no. All right, well. That's not what I wanted. But anyway, uh, about that time when I started Muay Thai is when the, the weight started to come off. And I think the interesting thing that happened is um, is that I I stopped caring, stopped worrying about what I was eating and just started focusing my, my energy and attention on sh- going to Muay Thai, like showing up. So the important thing to me was not so much um, eating right, but it was just going to Muay Thai. Like, I, I just wanted to be there so often. And an interesting thing happened in that process, which was I realized quickly that when I ate certain foods before at, at certain times in proximity to a workout, like, for example, I would usually go in the mornings to work out at the boxing club. Um, I'd do like a power boxing class, and then sometimes I'd have private instruction with one of the trainers. If I would eat, let's say, for example, ice cream the night before, the it was it was much harder for me to to perform, and it was just it, it was a wasn't a pleasant experience. But I still loved going. So I started to realize that the stuff that I ate 
was affecting my workouts. And not only was if I ate like ice cream or or um, cake, brownies, you know, just like fatty, sugary foods. If I ate that the night before, it was um, not only did that negatively affect my workout, but if I ate good things like pasta, you know, complex carbohydrates from the night before, uh, if I was recovering very well, good like good sources of, of, of lean protein, chicken, fish, that type kind of thing, that the, ne- the workout the next day was amazing. And if I was hydrating really well, it was, it was amazing. So naturally, I started to realize, okay, well, I love these workouts. I love being there, and I love when it feels good. So I'll just make sure that I eat the foods um, leading up to my workouts and fuel the workouts correctly so that, you know, so that I can have a good workout. Now, that didn't change what I'd do on, like, weekends. Or, you know, if I was taking, taking a day off of working out, then I could eat whatever I wanted because I wasn't fueling for a workout. But I had to make sure that I didn't eat that kind of food, like, like afternoon, after the middle of the day on a Sunday. I kept myself pretty clean for the next day, but like Saturday afternoon or Friday, Friday night, well, I was usually fine to do whatever I wanted. <clears throat> and once that started happening, the weight started to come off even quicker. And then what happened was uh, about six months later, um, when I started preparing for my first competition in Muay Thai, uh, well, this isn't, this is actually closer to, um, well, no, actually, I wasn't preparing for my competition yet. I was, I just kind of got a little bit more serious about it. So I, I, I was, I really enjoyed Muay Thai and I enjoyed the, the workouts, but I'd always go with beginner classes and I wasn't really advancing as much, but I was okay with that. And once I started really, you know, getting to know people better and, and making friends at the gym and, and being, being sort of pushed to excel, to do a little better, the weight just flew off and I dropped another probably 20 pounds and it was down to like 175, 170, 180, 175, which was where I was in high school. And it was, it felt so good. Just, it just melted off in the course of like two months. This is about, about a year after I started. You have to remember that. But, um, but the, the activity just being so in, you know, like just making friends and being excited. And remember this is after the divorce. So we'd been separated and I'd been alone for several months. And then I started making more friends and getting, connected more with people, um, at the gym. And, and I think that had a lot to do with, with me, with that weight coming off. Right. So, um, so that happened. And then, uh, I, I just continued to work and continue to train. And then I had my first competition a couple of months later and some more weight came off and I got a little solider, more solid for that. I did a lot of cardio and my, my, my cardio got really good. And I was, I had amazing cardio. Um, just in amazing shape. And then I had my first fight and then I fit after my first fight. Um, I, uh, I actually, I started doing more strength and conditioning stuff at the gym. I started taking the burn class every day and I started eating more and I kind of bulked up a little bit in my upper body. Like I gained a lot of muscle in my arms and in my chest, um, and in my back and I, and I, and in my legs too. And I just felt stronger and I looked stronger. People, I, I, to this day, I have people say, man, you, you put on some muscle in your arms. And I'm like, well, thank you. Because <laughs> I have a hard time sometimes noticing that that actually happened. But, um, but it did. And, and, uh, and if you can't tell from this super tight shirt that I'm wearing today, then, uh, you, well, you should be able to tell. Anyway, um, the interesting thing about the whole process has been 
uh, I haven't gotten, I'm back, I'm back up to like 192 right now, but, um, but I feel so much stronger. I feel so much more capable of doing things, uh, that I, that I never thought I could do. And, and my mind has shifted to that. So that no longer am I thinking, Oh, I can't do that. Or that's what athletes do. It's anything that anybody wants to do, any type of exercise or anything. I'm like, all right, I'm game. Let's do it. Let's, 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 let's go, you know, let's make it happen. Um, I'm no longer that, you know, that lazy person, you know, that is trying to get out of doing physical labor. Um, and it's just amazing. It's, it's an amazing difference. And, and I think the important thing, so that's the story. And, you know, you can, you know, hurrah, hurrah for me, losing a bunch of weight, getting, gaining some muscle, um, being healthy. That's all well and good, but it doesn't really help you unless you, unless we pick apart how and why all that stuff happened. And I think, uh, I've always said that the, the, um, the key to nutrition and health is, is it's very, very simple. And it comes down to these three things. And I, and I stand by this. Um, there's, so the, 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 the overarching keys to nutrition and health and weight loss are number one, if you want to lose weight, eat less. If you want to be, um, uh, health, healthy, um, no, if you want to, if you want to lose weight, eat less. If you want to get in better shape or be stronger then exercise. And if you want to be healthy, then eat right. Right. That's it. You can be healthy ish and, and a little bit overweight. Okay. If you're eating the right, I mean, cause really you can eat the right foods and just too much of them and you're going to be overweight. There is a line, obviously if you're, if you're obese, that's not healthy, but you can be a little bit over, you, you know, not, not be in good shape and be healthy. You can be in great shape and be very unhealthy. Right, you can go out and 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 uh, and run miles every day, and you can you know have great cardio and eat brownies and ice cream, right? Like, and that'll you can you can't sustain that for very long, but you can do that, and you can lose weight without being healthy or in shape. You just eat less, right? And you can you can get skinny that way. So, so those those are the kind of the core principles, and it really is that easy. If you if you're fat and you want to lose weight, all you have to do is eat less food then you usually do and you'll lose weight. If you're if you want to get more healthy, more in shape, then you just got to change what you eat or you got to change your exercise habits. That's it. Now, the interesting thing about it is so once you understand those principles of it's I mean it's very simple. The science all backs that up. The science gets really specific about how and and when and all these these kinds of things, but the 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 core the core fundamental is if you just eat less, you're going to lose weight. If you just exercise more, you're going to be in better shape. And if you just eat right, you're going to be healthier. So if you want all three, all you have to do is eat less, exercise more, and eat right. Okay. The problem is so many people think that weight loss is the same thing as being healthy, and it is the same thing as getting in shape, which it's not. And so what happens is people think, oh, I got to lose weight. I'm overweight. I got to change my diet. I got to exercise. I got to go to the gym for an hour every day, and I have to eat less. So they're just miserable all the time. The problem is, the more when you're in the situation where you are trying to, um, you know, actually for this portion, I'm going to go live because this is actually a pretty cool, a pretty cool part of. Um, oh no, just kidding! I can't go live right now. Um, the well, the interesting thing about it is that the, that when you are trying to overcome too much of yourself. When you're trying to change your diet, when you're trying to change the amount you eat, plus what you eat, 
plus the amount you exercise. That's a lot of, for you to change. And you're, it is natural for you, for your body and your mind to want to stay at rest because it's, it conserves energy that way. It's, it's natural. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, like a physically, like a natural thing. That's why some of the most powerful animals in the lion, in the lion kingdom, in the, the most powerful animal animals in the lion king, the most powerful animals in the, in the animal kingdom are the laziest. It's because they're, they're, they're naturally wanting to conserve all that energy for the moment when they need it. Right. Some of the fastest running dogs aren't hyperactive all day. I got two of them right over here and they're just zonked out and they're going to be zonked out all day. Right. Um, So for you to try and overcome all three of those things, you're fighting against your own mind and harder to overcome than anything else for any individual person is your own natural tendencies because that's what's natural. That's what you default to. So, the big key here is the way that you overcome that is by slowly, methodically, and consistently changing what you default to, right? So it's not about trying to fight against what you default to and, and force it. It's about being very sly and very subtle and just changing what you default to. This is, the, this is true about anything, by the way. You want to change any habit? You don't do it by, by forcing it. You don't do it by going cold turkey. You, sometimes some people can, and sometimes you can go cold turkey. But the way that you create lasting change and um, sustainable change is by changing the default, changing what you what you what you fall back on. Okay, so if you want to change what you eat, then you have to slowly and methodically change pieces of what you eat in controllable amounts, so that over the course of a year, two years, three years, you get to the point where no longer are you naturally reaching for the cookie. Or naturally reaching for um, a, a bar of chocolate, or or like naturally going to McDonald's, or naturally you know all these different types of things. But naturally, what you what you actually want, what your body craves, is good good foods: carrots, nuts, um, just vegetables, good you know chicken, clean clean foods, that kind of thing. Um, same thing with exercise. You can't expect to go from zero minutes of exercise a day to 60 minutes of exercise a day and, and sustain that. Your body's going to hate you. And then you're, and the ironic thing about your body hating you is that your body is you. So you're going to hate yourself. And it's very, very difficult to exercise when you're in that state. So what you do is you just do more than you were doing before. But you consistently, what you do, so... It's changing what you're trying to do. So instead of saying, I'm going to go to the gym for an hour, you're going to say, I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to work out this week, every day this week for 20 minutes more than I did last week. And that's it. And then you just do that. Now, obviously, you're going to get to a point where you, you, there's no more minutes to continue. <laughs> so it's, 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 you, know, you might do it something more like, okay, this week, three days a week, I'm going to run a mile. It's a great way to start. If you're not doing that already, if you change nothing else and you just run three miles this week, that's going to get you on the path to being in shape. And because you're burning more calories because you're keeping your food intake the same, it actually is going to help you lose weight. But you have to keep everything else the same. Most likely, you're not going to keep your diet the same. You're going to eat a little bit more because you're going to be a little bit more hungry. But, but don't worry about that. Worry about you know just the exercise thing first. Or if you, know, if, or if you just want to worry about diet first and come to exercise later, that's fine. Right? So the idea is make small changes, things that you can actually sustain. And don't think of exercise and losing weight as like a, 
oh, I'm going to lose 15 pounds in 90 days. You, you can sometimes do that, but what happens when you're done with the 90 days? It is, it is almost impossible to sustain for, for the average person, for me, I'll, even, I'll just say myself, and I'm in really good shape right now. Uh, it is almost impossible to sustain that level of, of exercise and diet change for longer than 90 days. And it's designed specifically so that you can get those results in 90 days so that they deliver on their promise. But there's no support after that. There's no like, okay, once you're done with the 90 days, in order for you to maintain, you either have to continue doing P90X or whatever the program is, or you backslide. Nobody likes to backslide. So so the, um, so the, it's very important that when you go about these changes, these things that you're trying to, that you're trying to do with as far as health is concerned, that you enlist your own the way that your the way that your mind actually works, the way that your body actually works, and use it uh, to your advantage. I always, whenever I talk about this, I think of there was a a, a part in a in a okay. This is gonna paint me as a pretty intense nerd, but when I was in high school, I was really into sci-fi novels, and I read a lot of Star Wars novels. And there was one particular novel, and I remember this to this day because this actually this actually dictates a lot of my my personal philosophy, especially about this kind of stuff. But it talks about um, using the gravity. This is this guy in a starship, and he's using the gravity of a planet to slingshot him around another ship. So basically, instead of trying to fight the gravity of the planet, he flies directly at the planet, picks up a ton of speed, and then pulls up and uses that same that all that momentum and that inertia to shoot him around past this other this other planet or this other ship. Well, it's the same thing. We're, what, we're, what I'm talking about is the exact same thing. Is instead of trying to fight the gravity of the planet to go straight out, you just use use it. It's there. It's powerful. It's the most powerful thing that you're going to have to overcome anyway. So you might as well use as much of its power against it. It's like it's like jujitsu nutrition, right? And I'm talking jujitsu, not not Brazilian jujitsu, wrestling, but like old school Japanese jujitsu, which is the the art basically of using somebody's weight and their momentum against them, right? The whole idea is if you're stronger, you're going to lose. If you're bigger, you're going to lose because I'm going to use all of your weight and your strength against you um, to, to manipulate it and to do what I want. So it's the same thing with nutrition and health. If you know that your, your mind and your body work a certain way, if you know that you default to eating brownies and sitting on the couch and watching Netflix, you got to use that. So understand that, okay, this is what I default to. So let's not try and let's not try and and stop watching Netflix and stop eating brownies and start exercising and do all this stuff at the same time, that'll last you a week. We just don't have the willpower for that, right? Um, and maybe you, maybe maybe this is frustrating for you. Maybe you're thinking, oh, well, I have the willpower. I'm strong. I can do it. Well, that's fine. If you can do it, that's awesome. What I'm saying is this is just an easier, this is an easier, more sustainable, long-term way of doing it. And, and you don't hate yourself along the way, right? It's a pleasant experience, actually. Because you can actually get to... You get to, to experience the benefits as you're going. It's not just you wait until the end and you're starving yourself. Like I right now, I kid you, like my eating habits now, I can literally eat anything that I want, any time that I want. It's totally changed. I've, I've restarted my, my metabolism. I can do anything that I want. And, uh, and I'm, I don't have to starve myself. I don't have to, I'm not on any particular diet. 
I, I don't eat things that I, that are nasty. Like, like I don't eat bad foods because I don't like the taste anymore. Cause once you get a taste for, you know, for health, healthy foods and what they do for your, for your body. And once you start to kind of flush out this, a lot of the sugary, fatty, nasty foods, well, fatty is not actually a bad thing, but like bad fatty, um, but the sugary foods, uh, you develop, you, you undevelop your taste for them and, and you don't even want them anymore. There's a lot of foods that I used to love that I just can't eat anymore. Now, some of them I still can, some of them I still love Oreos, for example, never going to give up Oreos. I eat Oreos all the time <laughs> and I eat Oreos by the package, by the way. Um, and yet, you know, I'm in good shape and it's because I've, I've changed my defaults. I've changed what I default to. So here's, here's my formula for changing defaults. Okay. So say if you're like I was, or even close to like I was, I'll take you back in the story. If you're, you know, if you spend most of your time on a couch or on, at a desk behind a computer or watching Netflix, if you're, if you're just sort of a, not, not a very active person and you don't eat very well and you're a little bit overweight, you want to lose weight. Um, this is what I would suggest you do. Number one, go find a sport that you really enjoy doing. You might already know what it is. It might be basketball. It could be football. It could be anything. If you don't have one that you know of and you have a hard time finding one, I would suggest you look up your local boxing club, your local boxing gym, kickboxing gym, MMA, something, and go start taking their cardio kickboxing classes. That, 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 that should be your sport. You'll love it. That's, that's one of those sports that is pretty universally loved. So you pick your sport, first of all, and then you commit to yourself that you're going to participate in that sport three times a week. Well, let's start with two times a week. If you're really, really, really lazy, and lazy, I mean just uh, sedentary, we'll say, uh, then, then you're going to want to go, let's say, twice a week and for an hour apiece. So the, the, if you go to those, the, the cardio classes, they're going to be about an hour apiece. And you can find two, you can easily find two a week. Um, if you can't find any of that, get a 24-hour fitness membership and go just punch the bag for an hour. Um, you might want to look at some YouTube videos so you don't break your wrists, but but that kind of thing. Um, and just commit to yourself that you're going to go do that for two hours every week. And don't change your diet. Don't change your anything else. Just go commit to yourself that twice a week you're going to go do this sport that you that you love. Um, and the, it's very important that you love it because again, we're using our, our, our emotional momentum against ourselves here. So you have to love and really want to do the sport a lot. Um, it's the kind of thing where if, if you didn't have to go to work, you would, that's the sport you would go do for fun. You would find more ways to go play that. For me, it was volleyball for a long time. Now it's Muay Thai, but volleyball is that way. A lot of people, it's basketball. It could be football you know, whatever it is, just find that thing that you want to do that, that you're not going to get tired of doing because you get tired physically. Like you want to keep doing it, but you're just tired physically. That's, that's what I'm talking about. And again, you don't want to mess with your diet. You don't want to mess with, um, what you eat. You don't want to mess with how much you eat. Keep all that exactly the same. Just go work out more. Okay. What will happen naturally is you'll start, your body will start to crave different things because you're now you're now working it. So you're going to start craving more protein to, to repair the muscle damage that you're doing when you, when you work out, you're just going to crave more complex carbohydrates to fuel it. It's going to crave more fat to help process the, the protein. 
um, it's going to crave a lot less of the sugary stuff. Maybe right at the beginning you will, but you're going to want more. You're going to drink a lot more water. That's another thing too. The only other thing you change is you drink like a gallon of water a day. Like before you eat anything, drink two cups of water. Like that's a, that's a huge one. And if, when you, right when you wake up, drink like 20 ounces of water. So I have this thing right here. This is 30, 34 ounces of water. I fill this up every night and I, this is the first thing I, I consume every day. Drink this whole thing of water. So what happens is number one, it, it, it hydrates your, your system, gets the juices flowing again in your system, gets your throat and everything ready to go. Plus it fills up your stomach and you don't, you're not as hungry. A lot of reason why you eat is because it's, it's all subconscious. It's your mind again. So drinking water, exercising twice a week, and then just let, if you commit to twice a week and you do that for like a month, uh, I can almost guarantee that after that month, you're going to find times that you can go exercise more because what will naturally happen is your body, like I said, is going to naturally crave better foods, better fuel for, for you to go do that because it knows you're going to do that. And then your mind is going to crave more of that interaction. So if you play basketball twice a week, you know, in the mornings, you're going to find, you're going to go and find like an evening session. You can go play, go find 24 hour fitness when you can go play basketball, you'll play more and it just snowballs from there. But you can't think of it as like quick gains. Think of it like as a year long process. It took me a year to get to where I wanted to be and I'm still not there. Right, I'm still working on it. It's a, it's a long, long, long process. So don't try and do it overnight. Don't try and do it in three months. That's not the way that it works. Try and do it. Uh, try and create sustainable growth because what you want again, what you want to do is change your defaults. You want to change what you default to, you know, those things. Um, and I think that's the that's really the key to health and everything really that you're doing is it's that it's nutritional jujitsu. Maybe we'll call it that. Uh, is the idea of, of, of shifting the way that you think about it. And it, here's, let me explain something too, because here's the psychological, uh, here's what's actually happening psychologically when you change your exercise habits without changing your diet. So your body is, is very good at adapting to its environment. That's why we, we survive. It's because our mind and our body work in tandem to, uh, to take in the inputs of, of, of what's happening around us and translate that into... Um, the way that that our body should react and respond, right? So, um, so like when you're very lazy, when you sit all the time, your body gets very used to that, and it doesn't prepare for that fight or flight. You just it gets very um, complacent because naturally, you know, most animals are always in a constant state of of uh, of agitation, right? Because it's they're always ready to run for their lives or to fight for their lives. Whereas humans, we, we've kind of evolved to the point where we can adapt to our situation and we don't have to. And so we don't get ready for it. But we still have that natural uh, engine inside our, in our bodies and in our minds where if we train it, to, if we train our body to think that it's always, that it needs to be ready to fight or flight, fight or flee, I should say, then it will be. And there's an interesting set of things that it does when it thinks that it needs to be ready to fight or run away. So the first thing is, uh, when you start exercising more, your body starts to realize, um, it starts to get used to the fact that you're exercising more, which means it won't crave crappy foods as much because it knows what it needs. Like it knows, okay, I gotta, this, this thing is coming like instinctually, your mind and your body work together and it knows that exercise is coming. It knows you're going to go run for two hours. 
I got to make sure that I'm fueled correctly. So not only that, but it's also going to start and start. Uh, it'll 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 stop craving the nastier foods like the sugary, like the the like. I th- I always think of it as like from Ralph's, you know, like you go to the bakery and you don't get the fresh stuff, but you get like the the packaged brownies from the bakery. They're like the cookies. I remember when I was a fatty, those were the most delicious things ever. I used to get like the the chocolate pudding from there. Oh, it was so good. And after, now when I try and go eat that stuff, I can't. I can do Oreos because there's something psychologically beautiful about Oreos. That they're just they were just the world's most perfect cookie. But those other things, like I sometimes I'll get them. I'll, I'll there's like remnants of that default, and I'll just go pick them up sometimes. And I try, and it's just bad. It's just not good. And it's because my body is no longer tolerating that level of that that low quality of food because it knows what it needs and it knows that I got to be ready to fight people because I do that right so the more times you stimulate that part of your brain that tells your body oh it's about to go down the more times you do that uh, the more often your body gets makes that the default and it is always ready to run it's the same like if you run every day your body's going to get ready get get ready for you to be running every day so it'll metabolize things quicker. It'll metabolize things quicker, first of all, so that uh, it can get the nutrients into the into your, your body quicker, but also so it can get rid of excess, the waste, the stuff that doesn't do any good because you don't want to be heavy in your stomach because that doesn't feel good. And you also want to be ready to, to actually to fight. I don't know if you've noticed this, but if, if you've ever been uh, an athlete and, and competed on a, on a fairly high level, um, you get right like right before a game, you know the nerves that you get where you throw up or you, you take a big dump? You know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff. That's not actually, it's not as much nerves, meaning you're nervous to perform well. It's your body. It's a physical response to the fact that something's about to happen. It, it, your mind is telling your body something serious is about to happen. I need to be ready for it. And your body's saying, all right, well, the only way to be ready to run, to like I got to be an optimum optimum shape here, which means I need to get all the good nutrients and get rid of all the bad stuff. I'm not going to store any of this fat. Uh, I want to get rid of as much of this as I can, as quickly as I can, and just take the stuff that I need. And so I I remember when I was, when I was training in my training camp, training, leading up to the fight, um, food would go through me, not in like a diarrhea way, but I would, food would go through me really quickly. Um, and I was always like, I was very, very consistent with my, with my, we'll say bowel with my, the, the traversing of my bowels. And it, I think it was, I, in fact, I know a lot of it was because I, um, my body was preparing for what it knew was coming. And so it basically, whatever I ate, it would take what it needed. It wasn't storing anything as fat. It was repairing things and it was being very efficient. That's what it comes down to. Your body gets a lot more efficient. And so it gets rid of, you know, you put crap in, it's going to send crap out. That's essentially what it is. So I think as far as fitness goes, the, the key is understanding, number one, how the body actually works, understanding the science of calories in, calories out, understanding the science of certain nutrition, nutritional, like the nutritional value of certain foods, certain proteins that you need to have, certain, um, certain just, you know, having a balanced diet, fruits, vegetables, nuts, fats. You, you need to read up on the science and realize that fat doesn't hurt you. Fat's good for you like fatty nuts a lot of times you you people will say you eat nuts because they're good for such a protein but don't eat too much because they're a lot very high in fat they're very high high calorie that's true this is good fat though 
I mean, you can't actually process the protein without the fat, which is why I never buy low-fat dairy products. I never buy low-fat cheese. I never buy low-fat anything. I want the whole fat. If I ever buy cow's milk, which is rare because I don't really like it anymore, which is sad because I loved cow's milk growing up, um, I always buy whole milk because it's got more fat in it and it tastes better. Um, so you got to understand the way the science works, but then you got to understand the way you work. You got to understand the, understand the way your mind works. And you have to take advantage of what you know about yourself. And like I said before, use your own emotional and nutritional momentum against yourself, right? Because you, as you are now, if you're, the, if you're overweight and you want to lose weight, you are the enemy, right? Your body is the enemy. Your mind is the enemy because if it wasn't, you wouldn't be like this. So you have to literally change yourself. You have to become something else in order to, to sustain that level of fitness. And it's, it's difficult and it takes a long time, but it's definitely doable. So I think that's very important um, that, you, that you do that and keep moving forward. And actually continue to read up on things and learn new science about nutrition and how things work. Because more recently, you know, I'm starting to understand. So I've, I've been very, you know, very traditional carbs, fats, protein, right? So I'm heavy on carbs, then protein, then fats. But as always, those are my, those are my big um, macronutrients. But I'm starting to realize more and more that the, that the that carbs, not from a, not like a cut out carbs completely, but like simple carbs, like sugars, um, and not even just simple carbs, because fruit, I, I think fruit's fine. Obviously, you don't want to do too much of it. Um, but vegetables even have a lot of simple carbs in them. But like processed processed carbs, like bread and and pasta and stuff like that. I've always loved eating that, and it gives me energy, and it, as it should, because it's carbs. But I, I'm realizing more and more that there are there's a lot of science to back up the the thought of um, not cutting out carbs necessarily, but cutting out that type of processed food. And so that's like the next level of things that I'm going for. That's not something you start with. Cutting out sugar, you know, it's not something that I would necessarily recommend that you start with because that's again, that's that's hard. That's hard to do, and. It's easier. It, it's easier for you to, to get the long term success that you're looking for if you if you have lots of little victories at the beginning. So it's easier, I think, to tackle the bigger things like bread and sugar and pasta after you have some big victories. You know, after you've lost a bunch of weight and gained some muscle and that kind of thing. So that's kind of my take on it. Is going going more in that direction, but but I think it's important to. Um, to take that into consideration um, and remember that as you go. So anyway, that's kind of my my two cents on nutrition. That kind of is the the up and down of, of how everything works. And honestly, I, I mean, I really do think that if if you find a, if you could sign up at a boxing gym and take their, you know, take like a like a cardio boxing class, cardio kickboxing class, and just hit a bag for an hour and do that consistently. But you, I mean, you have to you have to actually show up and work. But most people do. Um, that's a, an amazing way to lose a lot of weight because it's cardio. You're moving a lot. It's intense cardio, but it's also very uh, strength based because you, you when you hit that bag, like it's it takes a lot um, hitting and kicking, and and you you get to use your whole your whole body, and you can get you can improve your flexibility. You can improve all sorts of things, and usually they'll do like a, an ab circuit at the end. 
I definitely recommend that. Um, and honestly, if you can get into some type of combat sport, get into Muay Thai, get into boxing, get into jujitsu, any of that kind of stuff, that's also, it's just, it, it's just, it's the, it's the art of requiring something of your body, letting your body uh, be part of the life that you're leading, so to speak, and, and moving forward that way. So, um, so that's kind of the, that's kind of the transition. I, I told you the story at the beginning. That's kind of my transformation of going from, going from one end to another in terms of fitness um, and, and then sort of my philosophy on the way fitness works. And I, and I, I think, and I've said it a hundred times and I'll say it a hundred more times, but I think the most important thing to remember is that you have to use your own momentum against yourself. You have to, you have to, you have to understand your, your, your enemy and you have to understand that when you're first starting out and even when you're not first starting out, the whole way through your biggest enemy is yourself. It's your own mind. And nobody knows you better than you do. And you know the way that you work. You know the way that you think. And sometimes you have to like watch yourself so that you get a better idea of the way that you work and the way you think. But the way you overcome those things and lose weight and change, just any type of change, is by um, understanding how the actions are actually happening and then using that, uh, that momentum, using your own emotional weight, using that against yourself. And, and don't try and... I'm, just, I'm kind of sick of all the, you know lose all this weight in 90 days. Like, it's just not realistic. Don't, don't, don't worry about 90 days. Worry about like a year from now and just slow it down and go that way. So anyway, uh, this is a little shorter episode. Um, I'm going to try and get more people on. I'll probably have Dennis on again shortly. I'm really upset that the episode yesterday just got cut out. It was really bad. Oh, so I'll take you through a couple of things. This will be the last 10 minutes or so. A couple of things we talked about on the episode yesterday, which I'm really excited about. I think it'll be fun. So the first is um, those the 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 glory fights actually have been uh, been really good. They've been they've been like this last card that we watched. The whole card was really good. Great fights, very active. Uh, the cl- fight, a lot of the fights were really close to co- too close to call, and we went into the the, the decisions not really knowing who was going to win. We're excited that Senchai won. We're excited that Sitichai won. Um, just excited for a lot of a lot of what happened. Um, but what we decided uh, after the fights were were done yesterday, Dennis and I, we started <laughs> we started chatting about the um, about I I got it in my head for some reason I can't remember. oh no no we were watching that commercial for UFC 200 which is the Brock Lesnar uh, Mark Hunt fight and I thought to myself it would be hilarious he's like the Hulk we were talking about him being just like a physical specimen he's just like a freak of nature um, not in a bad way in a in a in a very you know, for the, for the sport. And it's in a very good way, but he's just, he's massive. It's just a, he's on a different level. And, um, and I was talking about, he's like the Hulk, you know, if he, he's like the Hulk, but always, always, you know, on always in Hulk mode. And, uh, it's like, we, we were joking. We, he needs to paint himself green for, for one of the fights. It'd be hilarious. And then I thought, you know, it's what's be interesting is to discover what we're going to do, Dennis and I, and I mentioned this to him, and we're going to do this for one of the episodes. We're going to put together this roster. We're going to go through the, the roster of the current champs in the UFC and maybe some of the, just the superstars in the UFC. We're going to match them up with their what we think are their alter egos in, uh, in the Avengers. So if we have the Hulk, right, with Brock Lesnar. We just want to go through and, and pick out who we think fits with which character. And, and and make basically like an Avengers, the Avengers of U, of the UFC, and uh, and pull it out that way. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, anyway, um, excited about that. Excited to to continue moving this forward, and hopefully, I can 
figure out a way to have this, the podcast itself not keep screwing up and the, the video and the audio getting jacked up. I, the audio, I think, will be fine because I'm doing GarageBand this time, but hopefully we can get the video to work and everything will be good. So anyway, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, we'll be on again tomorrow. I'll probably do some live stuff as well tomorrow um, and we'll rock and roll that way. But until the next time, this is El Podcast coming at you from the Muay Thai house in San Diego, California. My name is Brett Martineau. We'll see you on the flip side. Peace out.